Welcome to the Elevate the Vibe podcast, bringing you juicy convos with thought leaders discussing the wild world of parenting. We know that essential oils that are therapeutic are helpful for us. What we're learning is if an essential oil has been altered, it changes the structure, kind of like our DNA. It can actually be harmful. And so we're learning about how important it is for people to be educated on what they're using, especially on their kiddos. Let's use really good qualities so that we're not harming our kids or harming ourselves. Well, hello, my love. Hey, boo-boo. What's going on? That clip was from our guest of the show today, Dr. Nikki Knight. We will introduce her in a moment. But before we get into that, my name is Katie Berlin, host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast. And I'm Jason Berlin, co-host of the Elevate the Vibe podcast. So on this episode, Dr. Knight provides so much valuable information If you're at home, because we're in quarantine, so you may be. There's a good chance of that, yes. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance (laughs) that you're at home. So if you're listening to this, definitely grab a pen and paper, some way to take notes, because she just really gives so much in this episode. It was awesome to talk to her. Yeah, she really blew my mind with some of these incredible oils and what they do and their benefits, because you know a lot of people have reed diffusers and things like that that are just around the house to smell good, but... There are so many properties that these oils have that are healing that a lot of people are not familiar with. So I learned a lot from her. Yes. So Dr. Nikki Knight is a board certified family nurse practitioner who believes in a holistic approach to healthcare. She has found a way to marry Eastern and Western medicine with a focus on the incorporation of essential oils in her practice. As she shares in the show, Dr. Knight wrote her dissertation on the effects of select essential oils on perioperative anxiety and loves to guide her clients on usage from acute health concerns to general well-being. And like we said, this episode is packed with insight, so grab a pen and paper to take notes and you can also reference our show notes where we outlined her takeaways as well. Let's welcome Dr. Knight to the show. Okay, um, <laughs> you're my audience. Okay, uh, <laughs> just two of us. Yeah. Uh, my name is Nikki. I'm a mom of two, a wife. I also have a dog. I live in St. Clemente. I'm a holistic family nurse practitioner and a doctor of nursing practice. I specialize in essential oils in healthcare because I think they're magical and they can help a lot of people. And I also teach bar for moms with strollers. Stroller bar. So fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm a professor at Brandman University for the doctoral program. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about where you grew up, your childhood, and sort of what led you onto the path that you are now as a doctor of essential oil. Okay. So I've always known I wanted to be a nurse. That was just no question. So I grew up in Pocatello, Idaho. I have mom, dad, brother, a few dogs in there. And um, my grandma was a nurse. That's probably where like the seed got planted. And I was a CNA in high school. I got my CNA. So I started working. And what is a CNA? Oh, sorry. I'm certified nurse assistant. Okay. Um, at the veterans home with a bunch of old people. That was really rad, actually. Cool. Lots of cool stories from there. And then I kind of did the whole like thing of nursing. I got my uh, licensed practical nursing and then I got my RN and my BSN. And it wasn't until I was getting my RN and I was in microbiology class and they were talking about how water helps your body. Right, we need to drink water, and I was like, take a sip. I was yeah. like, <laughs> that's a cute. <laughs> I was like, water? Huh? I should be drinking water. Right. Not the red Gatorade. I eat cans of soup for lunch. I should not 
always be doing that. And it was like this started clicking that I should start focusing on my body and that uh, nutrition was a really big part of nursing and nursing in itself is a holistic. So you really do learn mind, body, soul connection somewhere we lose that, but we do learn it. And as I was just learning all the different ways, I got introduced into complementary medicine. Ayurveda was one of the medicines that I got introduced to, and I started learning about spices and herbs and how food is your medicine and those sorts of things. And simultaneously, as I was working on my doctorate, I was also working at a hospital where they asked me to find essential oils to bring into the hospital, which I was like, like, I mean, I had to use them at a massage, but it wasn't until I started like actually looking like, what the heck is this stuff? Like there's so much cool research on this. And a lot of times these are better than the medications that we're taking and the side effects are way less. And why aren't we doing this? And so like my worlds collided and I just started incorporating it into my family's life and got my husband hooked and, you know, starting with my kids and we were healthier than ever. And I just kind of took off from there. So with the hospital, when they initially said that to you and you're thinking like, okay, let me go down this path of beginning to explore this. What was their initial reasoning for wanting you to do that? And then what was your sort of discovery path like with it also? So my manager, um, her name's Lorraine. She is kind of an undercover hippie and she was using oils in her own personal life. And so uh, she kind of wanted to explore what that was like on the units but then from uh, another standpoint, the JACO regulation, which most hospitals or medical communities are regulated by JACO, was starting to require that hospitals look into complementary medicine. So essential oils was a big boom, you know, like it's so popular now. Uh, so I think they started to look into that. So that just kind of worked that way. Um, as I was looking at this stuff, I realized that hospitals all over the United States were already doing this. And there's this woman, her name's Jane Buckle. She's the leading aromatherapist in the UK and she had compiled this book. And on the back of it was like lists and lists and lists and lists of hospitals in my area that was already using essential oils. And uh, I really wanted to add our hospital into that. I'd be curious about what uses some of the hospitals were already integrating and incorporating. Yeah, so most of the hospitals at this point still in this stage are using it aromatically for a calming environment or nausea um, in the like post-operative units and those kinds of things. I haven't heard yet that anyone's actually using them topically in hospitals. However, when I was doing my research, I did run across physicians who were using it in their own practices on patients for things like anxiety, wound healing, and antiseptic, and those sorts of things. So right now it's very just surface. Well, in a hospital, so if they're using it as an aromatherapy option, Mm -hmm. are they just placing diffusers in specific recovery rooms? Yeah, so in nurses' stations, there's usually a diffuser. And that's for the benefit of everyone, right? Because it's cleansing the air. But in a, like a post-operative unit, there's these little things that go on the patient's gowns that are di- like just diffusing the air, or I mean, excuse me, the oil right off their gown. Uh, some hospitals are using cotton balls in baggies, so you can just smell it that way. Can yeah. we go over a couple of essential oils, like what some of them are and like sure. some of the traits With and The benefit, health benefits, sure. Yeah. Lavender, they call the Swiss army knife of oils because it kind of can do a lot, a lot of things. It's um, 
uh, I want to be mindful of the FDA here, so I'm going to just use like very surface terms, okay? Um, so it's it's cleansing to the skin. So if you have a cut or, or a scrape, that's one of the ones you want to go. But it's also very soothing to the skin. So all flower oils are soothing to the skin. So that's why you'll see a lot of rose and lavenders and those kinds of things in skin products. Um, it's calming to the nervous system as well. Lavender in particular gets up into your limbic system and works on the emotion centers and kind of calms things down. Um, lemon. Lemon is a citrus oil. Most citrus oils are very cleansing, cleaning. That's why they're using a lot of cleaning products. That's not typically one that you'd put on your skin because it's photosensitive, right? You can get a sunburn with it, but it's also very detoxifying in our bodies, so our livers. That's why we drink warm lemon water in the morning. Peppermint, which is my absolute favorite essential oil in the world. I don't know where I would be without peppermint. <laughs> um, peppermint's very uplifting. It's the oil of a, um, a buoyant heart, so it's very happy oil. It uh, works on your pain receptors, so that's why you'll see it in like Aspa cream and you know those kinds of like old people creams <laughs> that really work. <laughs> Elderly. Yeah, yes. um, I use it on my headaches, and it I mean it works amazingly. I have headaches nearly every day, uh, but it's also very good for your digestive tract, your smooth muscle, and ulcers and IBS and those kinds of things. Melaleuca tea tree, you guys have heard of that. That's from Australia. Yeah, so that's very cleansing to the skin. It's also an antifungal, so. It's very good for like, nasty toenails. <laughs> Athlete's, Athlete's foot. foot. Yeah, the swamp foot with the fire <laughs> on the toes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, that's also another one I would put right on a cut or a scrape to, to cleanse it. I mean, that, those, are, those are a few of them. I okay. could go through a million. I was going to say about how many are there in the world. Oh, my gosh. There, are they keep coming up with more and more every day, finding in some remote area um, <laughs> yeah, we found this new oil or so something. that's interesting too because I, the, the oldest essential oil is about 60,000 years old so they've, we've been using these for literally thousands of years so no, none of them are new new to us perhaps or, we but, just discovered them yeah so oils for example like frankincense is incredibly hard to get because it grows on this cliffside in Somalia that is very dangerous to get and it's very rare that you have frankincense plants so i mean we don't get an, an abundance of it usually and usually and the reason why we have there's so much you can find frankincense on the, the store but it's, it's not really frankincense it's, mm. not, it's not really frankincense so good quality essential oils can be hard to find yeah i want to talk a little bit about the plant medicine of it and what it means to be an essential oil like what yeah. that actual molecular sort of break down without getting too technical of course but yeah because some people might think like like you're saying frankincense the actual physical plant product flower bloom is mm -hmm. only available on this cliffside in mm -hmm. somalia mm -hmm. but there are manufactured scents available correct you know to grab right off the yeah. shelf well that was actually a really interesting discovery for me because you know going into this I was so blind. I had I was so naive to what essential oils were and so what I did was I went to Mother's Market in Laguna Hills and I picked up a bottle of lavender and a bottle of eucalyptus and I took that to the hospital because they asked me to find an essential oil and I found one. <laughs> <laughs> but when we actually broke it down and saw what was inside those bottles, it wasn't even lavender that was in the bottle. It was lavendin. And lavendin is just a cousin of lavender but it's cheaper, not necessarily the same chemical constituent at all or maybe even the same properties but 
it smells similar, right? It's cheaper. So the frustrating thing for me was that on the bottle it said 100% pure essential oil. So I just thought that's what it was. But it was mostly alcohol fillers. We also found synthetics and pesticides in there. So the hospital was like, no, no bro, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't bring that in here. So it led me on this long path of meeting people who we're using oils and this, that, and the other thing. And like, we finally found an oil that when when we fa- tested it, it was 100% pure 100% of the time. So that's really hard to find, unfortunately. Um, especially now with essential oils being so popular, everyone's kind of harvesting and doing their own thing. So, And how is it harvested and sort of distilled down from the plant? So it should start in the indigenous region where it's supposed to be grown. So Bulgaria, for example, has roses. Uh, Oregon is peppermint, those kinds of things. So wherever you're getting your essential oil from should be grown there. And then it's harvested, we'll just use rose as an example. Rose is harvested very early in the morning when it has um, dew still on the flower. And that's because it keeps the essential oil on the, the leaf. Otherwise, the essential oils usually flash off into the air. And once it's harvested, those uh, petals are then taken to the uh, facilities where they're steam distilled. And through the steam distillation, the essential oil is removed from the petals, and then you get this pure essential oil. Now, mind you, that rose needs to be organic and it needs to be healthy and it needs to be harvested when it is or else the chemical constituents change. Uh, and then you don't have the same therapeutic level as you, sh- you should have. So um, it's kind of a really cool process to see these huge drams of oils and it takes 1500 rose, roses to make one five ml bottle of rose. So it's a, you don't get a, you don't get a ton um, from that specific plant but um, but what you do get is very, it's the highest vibrational oil too on the planet. And so um, it's very special just to get that much. So rose, if you're paying $20 for rose, it's probably not rose. <laughs> I was going <laughs> right. to say, I, I was 1,500 roses, I think, on, you know, just any flower shop yeah. would probably run you about $3,000. Yeah, like yeah. That. No, it's, so. it's pretty pricey. Yeah. Yeah. So um, usually if it's rose on a shelf, it's probably geranium mm. or palmarosa or something that's a similar but it's definitely not rose so then you bring these two options back to the hospital Mm -hmm. and you realize that the makeup of the product is really not as uh, clean and Mm -hmm. medicinal as maybe you necessarily thought Mm -hmm. so then what were sort of your next steps to lead you towards finding and sourcing the brands that you like to work with so just serendipitously I was brought a couple of brands of essential oils that were more um, claimed to be more pure right so then we could test them we could actually test the oils and see so now we're having to find labs lab results and so what we would find is there would be this Melissa oil that said it was pure was cut with lemongrass it's cheaper same family smells exactly the same it's just that's just not what it is so we found a company that was actually medical and they were working with physicians. They had a medical advisory board. They had a chemistry lab. They have partnerships with big hospitals like Johns Hopkins, University of Utah, Vanderbilt, those kinds of things. And so we kind of started trusting what they were doing. And, and what we found was that 
these big hospitals also had to do the same work that I was doing, was trying to find an essential oil company. And the fact that they landed with them, I felt validated in you know who I had found. And so I ended up actually getting to work with some of those physicians and seeing those things and learning about some of those studies that they were doing. So, And that led you to then that brand. So is that is that particular company only available for hospital grade use? So it is hospital grade. Okay. It's medicinal grade, it's food grade, but it is, um, you know, I use it in my home too. So it's... But is, is it a specific brand? It is a specific brand. Okay. What's the name? <laughs> doTERRA. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. doTERRA is the brand. Another thing that I learned, um, I went to the Essential Oil Symposium for Medical Professionals two years ago, and this was fascinating to me, was that we know that essential oils that are therapeutic um, are, are helpful for us. What we're learning is if an essential oil has been altered, for example, that Melissa, how it was cut with lemongrass, it changes the structure, kind of like our DNA, it changes the structure, can actually be harmful. And so we're learning about how important it is for people to be educated on what they're using, especially on their kiddos. And so that's kind of a big part of my mission is to just say like, let's use really good qualities so that we're not harming our kids or harming ourselves. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, even though it's a plant medicine, it's almost like people that you would not, you would never mix like, like dangerous cleaning supplies together because mm-hmm. they're chemicals exactly. that the compounds change right. when they mix. And even though this is a plant medicine, it's a, it's still medicinal level. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to mix those compounds because then it mm-hmm. changes the molecular structure. Yes, that yeah. is exactly true. And it's, um, what we're finding it's dangerous. It can be dangerous. So let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're treating patients, are you treating them with essential oils at the visit or are you giving them like a prescription for oils or you're guiding yeah. them in a way or like a methodology of like, you know, take four drops every morning to under here or like, yep. you know, on your, like how, do, how does that process, the treatment so process work? It's kind of all of the above. The cool part about where I work at Growing Healthy Together is that most of the families are already using essential oils or they have at least dabbled into them at some point. And so, uh, you know, if someone comes in, let's just say um, they have an ear infection, you know, my, my first thought is like, how do you want to treat this? Do you want me to, to give you the complementary medicine direction or do you want antibiotics? Like, what would you like from mm-hmm. me? And um, most of the time it's complementary. So I would then tell them to take lavender, uh, rosemary, and melaleuca around the ear three to four times a day diluted in coconut oil. Uh, sometimes they don't have it and so then I actually take them out to the oil case and we go through each oil and we talk about like how they're supposed to use them and what would be good for them for example so I have like a daily routine with my kids that I know has helped them not be sick or whatever fill in the blank and so I go through that with them I want to talk a little bit about the different usage applications so of course there's the aromatherapy benefit Mm -hmm. and then there's a topical benefit Mm -hmm. and then there's the ingestible benefit as well. Yes. So aromatherapy is is arguably the most therapeutic way to get an essential oil in. It's also the most benign because you're not touching it or anything like that. So in your diffuser, um, you're breathing in that essential oil. And I mentioned this earlier, it gets right up into your limbic system and starts working on your brain, your frontal lobe and your brain centers here helps with emotions, but not only that, as it's passing through your, your nasal passage, it's coating it with like a protective armor. So if a environmental threat comes and tries to penetrate, 
you've got this barrier there that's protecting you. So I always see before you get on an airplane, you know, you've got your oils and you're breathing that in to protect, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you can diffuse. I mentioned that. You can put it in your hands and breathe, or you can just open the bottle and breathe. The, the second way, topical. So that's there's a couple ways to do topical. So neat is just putting directly on your skin. As adults, I prefer neat because I like the burn. <laughs> <laughs> and some have quite a burn. They really yeah, do. Some peppermint, have quite a burn. Peppermint's pretty ruthless. Yeah, peppermint. grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I'm so used to peppermint. Now I can put it right here and it doesn't bother me. But oh. before I used to like, oh. you know. <laughs> peppermint tears. Yes. Um, for kiddos, you always want to dilute. There is research now showing, however, that dilution is actually more therapeutic. And that's because essential oils are lipophilic. So they love fat. So when you're putting fat, like a coconut oil, on your skin and you're putting your oils on, it's actually able to penetrate deeper. Do you prefer a coconut oil as sort of that combo or is there like a jojoba um, I use, oil? Or? Yeah, I use, I use jojoba, I use coconut, and I use sweet almond. So you can yeah. even do lotion, you know, mm-hmm. to get it in there too. Um, I mentioned earlier about how the oils flash off if they're not harvested at a certain time. The same goes for when you're putting your your oil on topically, which is another reason why dilution is helpful. It Once you put frankincense, for example, on your skin, most of the oil flashes off before it actually penetrates. But with the carrier oil, it actually penetrates into your skin. Um, for topical, where you would put that is wherever the hurt is. So if you have a cut or a scrape, you need to put it on that. Or if you have a, like, a hurt heart, you need to put it right <laughs> on your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For kiddos, uh, the best places are bottoms of the feet and down the spine. And that's because it's less sensitive on the bottoms of the feet. But you also have a ton of nerve endings and pores there. And on your spine, you're getting right direct access to the brain stem and your spinal cord. So it's, um, and they can't touch it to get their hands, you know, those kinds of things. Topically, once it's on you, it enters your bloodstream within 20 to 30 seconds and it's fully systemic within 20 to 30 minutes. So it's quick. It's not like a medication where you wait for your Tylenol to kick in. It's typically pretty quick. And then internally, if you have, if your bottle has a nutrition label, check your bottles, make sure they have nutrition <laughs> labels before you do this, please. Um, you can take it internally either in a glass of water. And I, I say glass, I'm serious, the glass, no, no plastics because it'll eat your plastic and then you're drinking those petrochemicals. Mm. Um, underneath your tongue for direct access or in a capsule like a pill so when we're sick i make like antibiotics in little pills there yeah and there's a difference between food grade versus medicinal grade and not every this is something where maybe if you're new to essential oils and you want to explore and you think like i love the idea of this but i don't really know because not every essential oil that you use for aromatherapy is going to be um, as beneficial if you apply it topically mm-hmm. as if you would ingest it. Yep. So we were very true. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about some of the most common, so uh, like most common essential oils that you come across. So let's say that you have, um, you know, young patients or or children that you're seeing. What are some of the most common uses for? Or, common issues that children have and some of the essential oils that you recommend the most for those. Okay, tummy aches, that's a big one. There is an essential oil called Tamer, which is um, Japanese peppermint, not 
the peppermint we use here in the United States, it's much milder and spearmint and oils that are good, ginger, those oils that are good for your tummy, um, that you roll right onto the abdomen. I have that one on hand all the time because my kids get car sick and inevitably someone has a tummy. <laughs> um, uh, another essential oil that I really like, uh, most of them are blends now that I'm thinking about it. Stronger is another one that's already pre-diluted in a roller ball. Stronger goes down my kids' spines in the morning on bottoms of the feet as they're brushing their teeth. Same thing at night. Keeps their immune system strong and healthy before they leave. And these are the doTERRA brand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Adaptic has a clin- clinical trial specifically for anxiety and depression. Okay. And so when I was listening to this, I was like, <laughs> let me just, so I roll that, I roll that stuff on me a lot and I, you know, right on my fart and behind mm-hmm. my ears and stuff. So it's really good actually for moms too, because when your kiddo's sick or whatever, I just have mom's anxiety in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh. Me and Adaptive are friends. <laughs> we really are. But some other essential oils that I really like for my kids, like nighttime diffusing, we'll pick either a lavender and a eucalyptus, or we'll do a tree oil, Siberian fir, which is very grounding, calming, with a flower oil of some kind. Bergamot is a citrus oil, which is one of the most studied oils for anxiety. So that's a good one for rest. Um, by way and mom also gets it by way of breathing it in just putting the kids to sleep and so those would be some of my favorites so you would recommend potentially if someone let's say that they were a new parent and they have a newborn yeah if they have a diffuser Mm -hmm. in the child's room Mm -hmm. they would put a few drops or the recommended amount of drops and where do they Mm -hmm. find that information about like what is safe to drop in yeah. for being diffused. Um, so the doTERRA website they has, has a ton of information on dosing and um, what to use for kiddos. But I'll tell you right now, in a diffuser, in a household where you have cats, you probably want to do just about three drops in your diffuser. In a household where you have dogs, you can do four to five drops. And I stick with five because I like, I can't smell it anymore. I'm so used to it that I just like the smell. Um, so is that to counteract the dander and the fur of those animals or just because they're hypersensitive to cats are more sensitive to oils Mm. than humans are and dogs are too, but they can, their kidneys and livers can handle it. So I always want to throw that in with cat lovers. You can use essential oils. There's lots of rumors out there. You can use them. You just use them in less capacity, um, on a child. So the dilution rate is typically for a newborn, I would say one drop to about a tablespoon of coconut oil, okay? Or whatever kind of oil you want to do. For a kiddo, it's like two drops. One drop per teaspoon or two drops per tablespoon. So any any child that's maybe one year old yeah. and above, mm-hmm. okay? That's that's why I like the pre-diluted oils because I don't have to do that work. <laughs> I was gonna say, you put it on a spoon and then you have to like mix it yeah. around? I, I mean, just, that what sounds I, like a process. What I do is I do a drop in my hand and then I just take a squirt of coconut oil oh, and just, just make it like a yeah. thing. Or yeah. something that's much easier is if you have an old container, like an old moisturizer container, you can just put a drop or two in there with a tablespoon and mix it up and then mm-hmm. you have it all ready to go for you okay. at all times. So we do that a lot for diaper cream. Mm-hmm. We'll do, I'll just like, just make it ahead of time. And then you always have it. It's in your diaper bag. But then what's the shelf life and does it lose potency pretty fast when, after you dilute it? Yeah. So essential oils, the 100% pure certified, pure therapeutic grade essential oils, their shelf life is forever. Oh, okay. However, that's why they're in amber bottles. They're mm-hmm. dark, 
protect yeah, you from the sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to keep the oxidation process mm-hmm. from yeah. taking place. You have to make sure your lid's on, make sure it's not in humidity and not in too cold, not in too much heat, and they can stay good for a really long time. Wow. Now I do have some, the, the oils that I started off with in the very beginning, and if you smelled those today, you wouldn't even be able to recognize that they were oils. But again, another way to tell if, if it's real or not. There are rumors that King Tut's uh, tomb was raided and that the only thing that was taken was the frankincense and myrrh and the jewels were left. Because mm. everyone was like, <laughs> yeah. this is more valuable. There's <laughs> healing properties yeah, here. But that was mm. hundreds of years later yeah, is my okay. point. Gotcha. So, wow. Yeah, it still smells amazing. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Very cool. So with, let's say, let's going back to like very young children and babies because I think that uh, there could be a lot of parents that are introduced to this idea when they have young kids and they're looking for maybe some holistic alternatives so that they don't necessarily have to go down the path right. of a traditional medicine. Yeah. So there are essential oils that are completely safe to be applied topically as long as you're following the recommended dosage, but there are also some that could be toxic. And we talked about with cats, for example, mm-hmm. less of a dosage just because you know, their bodies can't digest or process it. Can we talk a little bit about, um, at what age range some are considered toxic or unsafe and then, and then move into a range age range where then maybe those oils that were off limits before are now perfectly fine to use. So if we go, if we look at the literature as to safety of essential oils for all these years, there's really only one essential oil that's caused some problems and that's eucalyptus and that is in children who drink a bottle of eucalyptus they had seizures or went into a coma like an, an entire an entire bottle whoa well who would give that to their kid <laughs> i mean if it's sitting on your counter and they like so. got it right there's been zero deaths from the use of essential oils and really the, the main side effect from them is um, like an atopic dermatitis, so like just an allergic reaction on, onto the skin. But the studies that show the eucalyptus bottle, which mind you, it's been like three or four kids, um, that, that's really the most harm they've done. All oils are safe for all ages. However, there are certain oils that are more hot, we talked about, um, oregano is a hot oil. When you put it on your skin, it burns. Um, not literally burns you, but it probably would literally burn a baby. And um, clove, cinnamon, cassia, which is the cousin of cinnamon, peppermint, spearmint, your mints. Those you probably want to avoid on the kiddos. If you did ever put them on the kiddos, it'd be bottoms of the feet because the feet are tough and they're heavily, heavily d- diluted. So clove, for example, is a really good one for teething. But you really have to make sure it's diluted or it's going to burn your gums. And we don't want to do that. Let's say you had your coconut oil and you placed a little bit of clove in there Mm -hmm. and you put it on. So let's say the child's teething. Would you then massage it sort of on their face along? So for clove, you'd actually put it on the gum. Right inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. But I would say a good alternative for that is Roman chamomile and lavender right on the jawline. Okay. On the outside. And then let's say that it ended up being something that did bother their skin. Mm-hmm. What do sort of common reactions look like? Just redness, maybe some 
um, spot spotting, but it's usually redness or itching. Now, with this essential oil, you never want to put water on top of it. That's our first reaction, right? It's like, mm. get a warm washcloth. Um, water and oil. It'll just push it deeper into the skin. Mm-hmm. So we get an oil. We get a, a coconut oil or we get a, whatever kind of oil you have, olive oil, and you, you rub it in until it dilutes it enough to where it's not hurting anymore. And if it was like an internal application, mm-hmm. let's say that, it, okay, so mm-hmm. just a little bit of olive oil, maybe on like a paper towel and mm-hmm. kind of rub yes. the spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. The first thing I would do is just chuck a bunch of water in there and get it out of there, but instead it's going deeper into my muscle fibers. Yeah, and yeah. Just like, well, well, that's what I did the first time when I had peppermint in my eye. Oh, no. Like water. I like, wash. Oh, oh no, my Okay, gosh. so <laughs> if it does get in your eye, is it the same application? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little okay. coconut it's oil. It's a little oil on there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've, I think that especially if you're applying, let's say that um, you're an adult, you're not a child, and you're applying peppermint for a headache, mm-hmm. like on your temples, it's very easy for <laughs> that to like close. creep yeah. right into the corner like of your half eye. half an inch until you're yeah. really... If you were to give someone, let's say an adult, if you were to give them like a little essential oil health kit 101. Yeah. What would be like the top three that you recommend and how you apply and utilize? Three, I only get three. Only three. You That's get three. Oh, and then we're going to go to, chil- we'll go <laughs> to children. They only for get like one. common kid ailments. For a health kit, we're talking. <laughs> this is going to be for an adult. For an adult health kit. Yeah. Okay. I would start with lemon because I think the foundation of health is what we put it inside our bodies, our food. And lemon is really detoxing, and most of us are full of heavy metals and chemicals and pesticides and all kinds of crap through our food. So I would say lemon would be the first one, and that's something you could take internally, or you could rub right on your liver. And that is where you um, detox most of your stuff is in your liver. So we'll start with lemon. But also, lemon, I would have you diffuse it in the air because it's cleansing your air, and then you're getting clean air in your system. But it is also protective, like I was talking about earlier. So what have we covered? We've covered nutrition, we've covered environmental, and we've covered immune boosting. This is pressure, man. (laughs) (laughs) You only have 20 seconds. Okay. Um, (laughs) Just kidding, you have 30. So I'm going to go with lavender because we talked about the Swiss Army knife. Gosh, Mm -hmm. this is so hard because I want to throw frankincense in there too. But okay, Um, so lavender is um, good for our integumentary systems or skin. It's also calming. Um, mental health is also very important, right? Especially for parents. Especially for parents. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, isn't it? Um, sleep is also a very important part of my pyramid that I'm working through here as we're talking through this. And um, it tastes delicious in brownies. <laughs> okay. Ooh, to bake with. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Ooh, I like that idea. I don't really put different essential yeah. oils in my brownies, but... <laughs> Uh, peppermint, like you could oh. do peppermint, you could oh, do lavender, okay. you could do I wild orange. Didn't think of any of those. <laughs> you could do a cinnamon. Okay, yeah, cinnamon yeah. brownies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to say peppermint, and I can't believe I'm going to switch, but I am going to do frankincense because frankincense is an anti-inflammatory, and inflammation is such a huge part of our um, wellness mm-hmm. um, or not wellness. Yeah. Uh, and so frankincense, frankincense also passes the blood-brain barrier, it gets into our brain, it works on our cells, it can repair DNA, and um, I have mom brain times two, so I need all the help I can get in my brain, but also the reason why we burn it in churches is because it's divine, it's a divine oil, it's connected to the heavens, 
And so if you have a spiritual practice, then you can use frankincense to support that. What if someone has damage to their olfactory center and they don't necessarily have the ability to smell or taste, mm-hmm. do they still get the they benefit do. of yeah. the oil? Yeah, because okay. all of those highly volatile compounds are still getting up in there. They're still breaking through that blood-brain barrier and they're working on it. So say the nose is probably just used to identify really the oil, but then you'll get all the benefits regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are parts of the olfactory that are connected to memory because of the smell. Mm -hmm. But you're still getting the therapeutic benefit of the actual, you know, chemical compounds that are getting in there. Okay, and then with, let's say, I want to break this down into sort of two age groups. Let's say that we do like a a zero to two years old. Okay. And then, okay, maybe we'll do three age groups, like two to ten. Okay. And then ten to... 18. Like mm-hmm. what would be sort of your 101 health kit recommendation for them? Okay. Yeah. Am so I, do I only get three for each? We're going to go, we're going to go with three. Let's start with the, um, you know, zero to two. Okay. Zero to old. two. I might definitely immediately, I'm going to say melaleuca and lavender. And I say those because that's diaper rash. Those two together are diaper rash, um, and cuts and scrapes calming for the, the lavender for the babies um, at night or when they're fussy. and So you could combine those two together with the oil actually for diaper rash. Yeah. So should. those two in coconut oil and just... Mm-hmm. And make a little... And make a little... Yeah, and mm-hmm. apply. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like... We had this talk salt. like two years ago. <laughs> you know what I'm... <laughs> I'm going to be ordering like, some so doTERRA. Like, I think our doTERRA <laughs> like... just went up to like $400 this okay. month, yeah. Um, make sure it's solid coconut oil though, not the fractionated so that, you know, you can slap it on there. Um, and then, and then stronger. And I'm going to say stronger to boost your immune system because when you're zero to two, your immune system is just building and we want to make sure that you're... What are the primary agents in stronger for the blend? Um, lemongrass is one of them. Or is it Melissa? I think it's Melissa actually. Um, citrus oils and coconut oil so those are that's such a good oil it really is and parents can use it too you know it's such a good um i don't know it's probably the one i sell most at the clinic for sure because who doesn't want their kids to be prevented from getting sick but also when they are sick you can use it um, yeah as prevention i mean, I mean there i mean so many parents get their immune systems checked when their kids start heading into daycare and you know preschool and primary yeah. school yeah yeah i know my, my conversation's always like do you have your oils do you have your elderberry <laughs> are you taking your vitamin d <laughs> probiotics yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah are you washing your hands too <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so two to ten yeah to like two to ten like element two and know, a half pre- to preschool ten. to elementary school age <laughs> preschool to, okay i'm gonna stronger is just gonna be in all of them because i want to keep your immune system safe um Another essential oil that I think would be really good would be serenity. And serenity is your calming. Um, so it's good for sleep. It's good for the beginning of school. And we've got a lot of anxieties for that. Throw it in the bath. Um, after school, when their energy is super high and you want them to just be chill, and throw that in the diffuser. And then I'm going to say frankincense. Because... Uh, frankincense is your when in doubt frankincense so you've got cut scrapes rashes um, 
concentration. They're working on homework. Good place for concentration. Here. <laughs> okay, so uh, Dr. Knight's pointing to the back of her neck, <laughs> sort of right at the hairline. Yeah, so it's very base of your skull. Very base of the skull. Yep. So you would just apply mm -hmm. with the oil, mix it together, and mm -hmm. just do a little application right there. Yes. Okay. Oh, gosh, now I want to say copaiba. So instead of drinking like four cups of coffee, yeah. you can just do a little frankincense <laughs> combo, right? Well, if you really want to get a boost, you would do peppermint and wild orange together. That's my afternoon cup of coffee. Mm. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine what your house smells like. I'm just there's like so many amazing things. I, I bet like when you like walk in, it just like diffuses in this force field. An of amazing like, apothecary. Yeah, just like you just walk in, and you're just like. Oh. Well, you know that. what though? Now that you you say that, I love the the physical properties of essential oils. I think they're amazing. The research that's happening on them is amazing. But the emotional properties of essential oils are probably my favorite because you do get an experience like that, mm -hmm. right? You can feel it when you walk into a space that, I mean, I felt that too. When I walked in and I saw your crystals, I was like, oh, I'm home. You know, you know what I mean? Like it just, you can feel. There are a lot of them throughout this house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some hidden too. There's There'll be a quiz yeah. later. Like, That's awesome. So, um, so yeah, and, and for kiddos too, in the school age, emotional health is so important mm -hmm. as well. So uh, frankincense, we'll just throw that in there. What did yeah. I say? Stronger in frankincense. Mm -hmm. And let's say, let's do, uh, let's do a lavender. You can't, you have to have lavender in your house. You have to. For calming, baths, um, just the smell. You want your home to feel like a sanctuary. Yeah. We went to a lavender field in Solvang. Oh, and my they gosh. had an entire farm there. And they had one, you're just, it's just overwhelming, like an acre of lavender, yes. however many. And then they have their own store. It was like soaps and you yes. know, everything made of lavender. And the second you just walked in there, you just get disarmed immediately. Yeah, you do. Like, I just want to like hang out here and have some, yeah. you know, experience. Well, you know what's <laughs> interesting? Lavender is the oil of communication. So if you, um, need someone to open up or if you're about to have a, a serious conversation or That's if you're going to you <laughs> if you're going to start podcasting <laughs> yeah. you know lavender's going they did a study in Germany too that uh, they they tested lavender in like a workplace and two separate rooms and what they found was that diffusing lavender in a workplace promotes trust hmm. as well so Lavender is just multifaceted. Yeah, maybe because you're a little bit more relaxed, your mm -hmm. guard is down, so mm -hmm. you're willing to open yeah. up and communicate, not totally. from a place of emotion and mm -hmm. yeah. and you know like a like a little bit of a stress, but just more of a relaxed. Like, so okay. calming, yeah. So yeah. calming. Yeah, it really is. Okay, so then what about from ten to eighteen? That was the next target. We have stronger and then two I kind of feel like 10... Oh my gosh, you guys. This is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to prepare you for this. <laughs> um, I feel... I kind of feel like the 10 to 18 should follow what adults do because we really need to get our nutrition and and, we, and then we want to follow uh, purifying our air and we want to... Boosting our immune system and we also want to be emotionally stable. So I'm going to go with the adult frankincense... Lavender lemon. 
Okay. I like that. Uh, yeah. and, and I think in our show notes, we'll have these, you know, dialed in for the three groups. You know, yeah, so. we can we can put a little, little <laughs> yeah. takeaway for that. Yeah, for sure. That's, now, that's this week. Next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. So you touched on this a little bit, but I want to dive into it deeper. Not just the physical healing properties, but the emotional yeah. healing properties that you notice. So... I'm sure it's not necessarily as easy to quantify from a yeah. um, like standard yeah. statistical standpoint, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, we know that lavender helps us relax. Like we don't need science to show us that because we can feel it ourselves. We know that. Uh, but And we also know that it works on our brain centers and can alter our moods based on that. And that's probably the most... Uh, science that you'll get with emotions is just its effect on our brain. Because that's what medications do, right? Like SSRIs for depression and stuff, they work on our brain centers and they change our serotonin levels and our dopamine levels and those kinds of things. And that's basically what essential oils are doing. We just don't understand quite yet how, what why, where is it connecting? Why is it connecting? How do the receptors know? What are the, what are the doses that we need to to do that? And that was kind of part of this adaptive study that they did, um, testing emotions. Um, how are you? You know, how are you feeling? What kind of mind state are you in? Depression levels, anxiety levels, and and um, also they did a really cool thing where they did testing. So they did give you math problems and the people these people had adaptive and these people did not have adaptive and the people that had adaptive were like super chill and didn't really care about the timer too much and did what they did and these guys were like uh, you know basically what I would look like in school <laughs> like a total basket case um, because emotions are so hard to track it's very subjective it is hard to pin down but part of my research was anxiety and so what we did was we tested anxiety levels before we gave an essential oil aromatherapy touch and massage before surgery, and then we gave it after. But the coolest part, so this was cool. We it definitely decreased anxiety. We saw that, that's subjective. But what wasn't subjective that made me go like, yes, okay, now I can like show this to the science community is the blood pressure levels dropped significantly. Mm -hmm. So I could measure that. Yep. I could see yep. that, okay. They're much calmer, and now I can show. I mean, it is so. Sometimes, if I'm being frank, it's very hard to convince the medical community or the scientific community of stuff like this because they need, they need this. Yeah, they mm -hmm. want to see the clinical trials yeah. and research. They against need this. Yeah. I'm more of like, I know it works. I just got to figure out how to show you that it works. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know. Well, like you said, I mean, <clears throat> some of these oils have been around for sixty thousand years. Yeah. There's a reason that yeah. they've been utilized. Right. Totally. And they're a, a main part of Ayurvedic medicine or mm -hmm. other ancient medicines. Mm -hmm. So with uh, sort of on this topic of um, this anxiety piece, let's say that there are parents who have children that they're watching their kids have these like crazy emotional yeah. um, surges. Maybe the child isn't necessarily at the level where they want to diagnose them as like some sort of hyperactive disorder yeah but they're coming and they're saying like i don't really know what else to do like they're they're mm -hmm. playing outside they're playing their sports they're getting their energy out they're eating well but 
it seems like there's something else going on here. Mm-hmm. If a parent came to you yeah. with that, sort of what would be the conversation back to them? Well, my first question would be, what's their diet like? Are they are they eating things with red dyes and um, you know, are they eating processed foods? But if they're eating swell and if they're getting exercise, what's their screen time like? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then, uh, I would. What are the stressors in the house look like? What's your relationship as a family? How much time do you spend together? What kind of routines are you building? What's the stability like? Let's create a routine. I had a little girl, this is a good example. She uh, has a severe anxiety about going to school and it's a, it's a fight every day for her and her mom. So we came up with a plan that we're gonna get the essential oil braver and we're gonna apply it down our spine, bottoms of the feet every morning and we're gonna say affirmations. I am brave, I am strong, I can do this. And we're just going to do that every day and you create a structured routine for them. And that's the great part about implementing essential oils into your life is that once you have a routine, they're used consistently and they can now start working therapeutically for you. Okay, because that's the that's the goal with essential oils is using them consistently. Do you ever fluctuate usage based on season or... Um, totally. Yeah, like... Yeah, absolutely. needs Just like foods, you know, there's certain foods that are good for winter and stuff like that. Like winters like woodsy oils then we're going with our cinnamons and our oranges and those kinds of things and now i'm starting to look like let's look at flowers and herbs and you know to- it totally changes with my mood too and with with me how how my house feels and how i want it to feel those kinds of things too so let's say that someone who's just sort of getting started um wants to sort of create an environment in their home that is calming mm-hmm. and uh, you know gives off this this feeling of peace. Yeah. What would be your first recommended steps for them to do that? Create a little sanctuary. Yeah. Well, you're gonna definitely need eucalyptus and you're gonna definitely need lavender together. Those that's my two favorite. That's my favorite combo. I spray it on my linens. Like when I want my house to be calm, that's what I do. Um, so for spraying on linens, you'll put a couple drops in a spray bottle yeah. with water. Mm-hmm. and then I, I put about 15 to 20 drops of each in, and then I'll do a little bit of vodka. Hmm. That helps it stick to the linen, and then fill the rest up with water. Similar to perfume. Perfume yeah. always has alcohol in mm-hmm. it to mm-hmm. keep it sticking it to your skin. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's what I would do there. Um, I'm, I got rid of candles in my house. So sad <laughs> about that. Cause I love candles, but I, but the glow of diffusers, you can just see like diffusers all over my house and I'm not going to lie. I'll buy a Trader Joe's soy candle once in a while. Um, but, but yeah, I'd love to talk about yeah. like soy candles versus beeswax candles that maybe have some essential oils and yeah. why maybe you wouldn't so want them or it's really the wax itself is not the, the, the part it's the wick. And if you can get a lead free wick, then you're good, ish, mostly. I always thought a wick was just a piece of rope. I had no idea, like what's the yeah. problem with the candles? Um, so there's, wicks are made, most wicks are made with lead, like there's lead parts in it. So when you're burning it, you're just putting lead into oh. your house. So for you and I, we can probably chelate lead off pretty quickly. For a baby or a dog, I mean, it's you know it's harder for them to, to do that. Um, but there are lead-free wicks, Trader Joe's has lead-free wicks. Um, 
it's the synthetics in the candles too that can have hormone disruptors in them. So you can make your own essential oil candles. It takes a lot of essential oil to make it smell that way, Hmm. but you can do that. Hmm. Going back to creating the serene Mm -hmm. home environment. Mm -hmm. So is there a specific diffuser that you like to use? A certain brand? Um, Okay. Diffusers are tricky because um, the good ones cost money. And let me, I'll just run you through the difference of diffusers. So there's diffusers that you can buy at Amazon for 20 bucks. Totally fine. Whatevs. But the quality of plastic is probably not that great and they'll degrade sooner. The, the, okay, you want to look for how many square feet it covers, how small the, um, like the stream of the stream. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what the word is, but yeah, how small that is, the the molecules that it lets off are, the smaller, the more therapeutic. Uh, If, do you add water? Is it heated or is it just a nebulizer? Your nebulizer are going to be the most expensive, but the most therapeutic because it's just straight essential oil and that's going in the air. The molecules are incredibly small, which means they stay up in the air, which means you get to breathe it in longer which means you're getting protected and all the benefits longer. Uh, If it's in water, there's some that cover 300 feet. There's some that cover 500 feet. So it just depends on what your house is like there. Um, So for this 30,000 square foot house we're living in. (laughs) Yeah, I think we need about 62. (laughs) I think we need 62 of the nebulizers. You know what though? (laughs) One nebulizer, do you... Is it two levels? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so one nebulizer is good for pretty much one level. It's usually about mm, 500 to 1,000 square feet. I actually have a brother with some mental illnesses too, and I could yeah. think that if I got him a lavender diffuser or yeah. something like that, that could really help him. If he has a mental illness, then you might want to look at Copaiba too. Copaiba is a cannabinoid, but, oh, okay. it, but it, it doesn't work on your CB1 receptors like uh, THC or CBD does. It works on your CB2 receptors, mm-hmm. and so you don't get psychoactive but it has all the same benefits mm. mood stabilizing and okay those kinds of things do a lot of people come in uh asking you about cannabinoidal um I do. oils too I now, get, can i use that on my child yeah you know and we don't have enough I hate, listen i'm about to say something that i really don't like when providers say this should we mute this <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry i don't have enough evidence to support the use of cbd on children but mm. i do have evidence to support the use of of copaiba and other cannabinoids. So we use cannabinoids all the time. We just don't know it. Yeah, like, it's mm. like broccoli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black mm, pepper. Yeah. That's why I like broccoli. <laughs> that's why I love Oregano is a oh, cannabinoid. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But copaiba is a really special one too. Okay. So diffusers, doTERRA, um, the grade of plastic that they use lasts a really long time. And so, I don't know, it just depends on what bang you want for your buck, you know? What's sort of like a high-end, like amazing diffuser that you would recommend and then we can talk about like the um just because we're gonna get on amazon (laughs) and you're gonna start (laughs) buying i'm gonna pull out my the lumo there we go that's what it's called it's called the lumo the lumo diffuser that's probably the best um it's not a nebulizer though vitruvi vitruvi i think is uh is the nebulizer one that i have but uh lumo is like the best it's cute too and it's um it's it's good you know money wise it's good therapeutic wise it covers a lot and um, you don't use as much essential oil because you use water too are there any that are glass or are they all plastic oh yeah there's okay. some that are glass um 
Those ones are the nebulize, nebulizing ones. Okay. All of them are glass. And then sort of on the more affordable end, the brand that you like, yeah. and then you mentioned they have one as well. So uh, give us a little inside and background. You talked about it briefly, but about doTERRA and the process of being able to purchase oils with okay. doTERRA. Uh, so doTERRA is a medical essential oil company. Um, they now have their own medical clinics. They have, you know, I talked about the medical advisory board, their scientific advisory board. They're very science-based and they work with hospitals all over the United States. Their sourcing is is amazing. They source in um, all of the indigenous countries where these essential oils are supposed to be grown. But the coolest part and the part that like really speaks to my heart is that they work with the farmers for fair pay, um, they make ensure that they have jobs and that their workers are taken care of. And the relationships between these farmers in Somalia, for example, who have little to nothing to our standards, um, now have lives and opportunities. So every time you buy a bottle of doTERRA, you're helping these amazing farmers in other countries that otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity. So it's that's so cool to me. And every year we get to meet the farmers. And I think that's, I mean, so cool. And um, so uh, you would, you can only get doTERRA from, unless someone has them in retail at their store. You can't buy them at a grocery store. You can get them online. And I can share my link with you guys. Yeah, just explain a little bit about how that works. Yeah, so what you can, so what you do is you buy them online and you can either buy them retail, which is about a 25% markup from wholesale, or you can become a wholesale customer if you're gonna be buying essential oils, or if you're gonna be buying a large uh, package, for example, then you'd probably wanna get wholesale pricing. So an example on wholesale pricing is frankincense is $93 retail and $68 wholesale. So the wholesale membership pricing is $35, one-time fee. So right there, you've already you've already bought you know major your $35 back, but $35 is so cheap for a good quality essential oil. I mean, you really can't buy. And that's a one-time fee. It's a one yeah. you're good for, that's your Amazon Prime membership. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you don't necessarily want to take that on yourself, like you're saying, there are people Mm -hmm. that already have those Mm -hmm. wholesale agreements and Mm -hmm. then can sell sell on behalf of doTERRA. So someone like me could come to you and say, hey, I'd like to place an order for... Yep. You know, these three, I want the adult, you know, recommended blend. Well, you just mark it up 10%. <laughs> okay, so this is a good question. So let's say that you're in a household, you're a parent, and you hear this, and you think like, wow, I want to try this. But let's say you're in a household where maybe one parent is like, no way. Yeah. I don't want to do this. I'm not on board with this. But yeah. then someone else does want to. How do you yeah. begin to navigate or work Gosh, that? that is a hard one. I do get that a lot. You need to give them a massage with Deep Blue because I call Deep Blue the husband hooker. Wait, who is this? Oh, wait, what is this? <laughs> deep, deep Blue? Deep Blue is... Oh, an Deep Blue. Deep. Oh, Deep. Yeah, deep. like oh, the ocean. Okay. It's, uh, it's the oil that's for like muscle pain. So icy hot oh, is okay. what you think of. Like non-toxic icy hot. Oh, okay. And so if you just give them like a little husband rub down. That was my husband's hooker oil right there. Um... <laughs> I, I say start with diffusing. Then I get, well, he doesn't like the smell. So start with a very light smell. Maybe it's one drop. Maybe it's two drops. Start very slowly. Citrus oils are usually pretty, like, 
level. Right? Yeah, we're sort of used to the yeah. scent of yeah. citrus. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you walk into a room and it's just been cleaned, mm-hmm. yeah. for example, there's so much citrus in cleaning products. Yeah, yeah. It's just you're sort of used to that scent. Yeah, so you can start there. Um, or if they're okay with you using them on your kids, but not like he wants nothing to do with it, then I would just start bottoms of the feet, socks. Bottoms of the feet, mm-hmm. socks. Because then you're not smelling, you know, you're not having to smell all of that. Um, I will say this though, the more that they smell it, the more they won't smell it. And like like you said, I smelled like oils, but I can't smell it. I don't know, I, I don't smell like anymore. Also, the oils that are really stinky that I didn't like at first, I now adore and think they smell so good. So your receptors change. Is there something to that also? Like maybe if it sort of doesn't smell appealing to you, mm-hmm. is that maybe a sign that you actually need it? That's a rumor. Mm. I don't know that I can speak on that much, but usually the oils that are stinky are the oils that we need, mm. are the most therapeutic, the highest vibey, um, yeah, the most medicinal. Yeah, because I could almost imagine, like, if you think of your body as a place where you're trying to get to sort of like a balance, a homeostasis. Mm-hmm. So if you smell something that's very appealing to you, maybe you already are receptive, open, have that mm-hmm. aspect, like, balanced or, or aware in your body. Yeah. And then if you're, I can't think of the right word, but if you're exposed to something that's like, Ye, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want that. I don't yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like get that out of the room. It could be that there's part of your body that sort of possibly needs that exposure. okay. This is really cool. There's this thing called an ITOVI, which uses the same technology that NASA uses when astronauts come back. You're way out of homeostasis, right? So they they scan you and it and it it hits all these biomarkers through your whole body and it tells you what's off balance. So this Itovi does the same thing, but it'll tell you what supplements you need or whatever. For essential oils, it'll tell you what essential oils will help you get back into homeostasis. Mm. And some of the oils will surprise you or some of them are like spot on. So this is crazy. The first time I did an Itovi, it was all these oils that were flowers and hormone balancing and all these things and supports pregnancy while I was pregnant, but no one knew that I was pregnant. So I'm like looking at these results like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so how does it scan you? It sends... Yeah, what's the process Okay, I know. It sounds so space age. order thing? It's (laughs) like a DNA test type thing? No, it's like this little handheld device that has these metal plates on it. These little small metal plates. Almost like when you go to the gym and you're supposed to hold on to the treadmill. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And it's sending information through your body. It's hitting all your biomarkers. And it's amazing. I wish I had one to do it on you guys because it's it's so cool. Yeah. So then it reads and then you knew you were... You knew you were I knew I was pregnant, yeah. But no one else did. But then it showed everyone else your results or something. (laughs) I told you to get the hell out of here. Um, but once in a while, I'll go and I'll, I'll get scanned and I'll just see like what's out of whack. And it's almost always like, yep, I, okay, yep, I totally needed that. So you so, have one at your home? I don't. I okay. have a friend who has one. Okay. So oh, okay. Wait, where do you buy one of those or are you just... I, I-T-O-V-I.com. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Wow. They're so cool. Huh. That's interesting. I know. I should totally get one for my patients. I think if I actually started utilizing stuff like that in my clinic, I would never patients would never leave because 
I would be like, no, let's do one more. Let's do, <laughs> let's do this. Do you want to do a... Nah. You can write it yeah. off as a business expense too. <laughs> there, so that pays true. for itself. That's true. Yeah. That's <laughs> Especially true. with tax time right around the corner. Yeah. I think this one's going to air in, uh, right around tax day, maybe a couple weeks after. Yeah. So yeah, after. if you have an amendment, <laughs> then you might be able to write this off in time. Uh, th- that did remind me of something that I've just started to implement into my practice, which I think is so stinking cool which is called symphony of the cells and it's an essential oil application on the spine and it actually works with your chakras and for those of you that are afraid of the word chakra it works on your energy points of your body um so there's a specific protocol let's say for hormone balancing or for an infectious disease if you're sick or to balance your chi or there's so many endocrine system and it has certain essential oils and you apply them to the low back and the bottoms of the feet. And when I have patients that come into my clinic and they're not feeling well, I'm like, let's do a, let's do a symphony of the cell treatment on you because I know you'll be feeling better when you're, when you're done. And that is not something that you need to be a professional to do. That is something that you can do at home on your kids, on your spouse. My husband was sick this week. I was like, roll over. We're going to do an SOC on your back and you know, help get those essential oils right into your spinal column so that they start to work right away. And you sort of do it along the chakra points or AKA you do. energy. Yeah. Centers. So you're not, it's not on the head and it's not like in your root. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's get the root. Let's get the root. How sick is it? You're not, you're not, you're not the root. But it's just, you it's know. you going to use deep blue on the root later. Oh, oh my God. Good luck with that. Yeah, you got me blushing over here. I don't know what to do. No, you thought, you thought Deep Blue was a person. That's I, what I'm saying. I didn't think Deep Blue was a person. Oh, okay, I don't know okay, what you're okay. It's like, where is this conversation going? Spinning a yarn over here. Um, most of them start with frankincense across the shoulders, and then you're dropping about, on adults, about four to five drops down the spine, and then you're in a circle going down the back, low back, bottoms of the feet. Um, so if you are feeling, you know, um, so for mom's anxiety, I do this to myself once a week or twice a month. And honest to God, I, I really feel like this helps me so much. It's something I can do on myself. So for yourself, you're, you're not able to get your whole back, but you can do up here and then, you know, all the so way. So just sort of the points that you can reach. With exactly. Your hand. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole point is to get the oils on your body because the oil, those oils that, that are in that protocol work synergistically together. And so you are um, just giving yourself just like a, a boost. You know, people go get IVs of vitamin C. You know, this is just like a, a boost for your immune system. So it's sort whatever. of seven set mm-hmm. oils. Mm-hmm. Okay. And some have more, some have le- like the basic ones have less. But if you are a mom or a dad and you, you want to be able to help your spouse or your child when they're going through hard times or they're sick, Put them on their bellies and give them an SOC treatment. It's like the most loving thing. And the the other thing that is really cool about it is because scent is mixed with our memory center. Think of the memories you're creating for your kiddo, mm-hmm. for your wife or your mm-hmm. spouse. That is so special to think, you know, when they're older and they're smelling these oils or whatever, that they remember that you were taking care of them. Mm-hmm. Because it's not yeah. just the property of the oil, but it's the care. It's totally. that somebody mm-hmm. cares about you and they're yeah. taking care mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about the work that you were doing in the perioperative, uh, mm-hmm. you know, environment. And if you're 
taking a patient's hand and you said you were massaging mm-hmm. this onto their hand, it's just comforting. I'm I'm here. There's a person here that, that cares about totally. you. I'm with you versus mm-hmm. the fear of being in a sterile environment rolled into an operating room with all of these lights mm-hmm. and you know, you're hooked up to monitors and you just maybe have a lot of fear about going under anesthesia or what right. whatever the surgery is related to too, whatever issue you have. Mm-hmm. But having someone like a healthcare practitioner that treats you where they touch you and they mm-hmm. are providing that sort of care on a level where mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm here and I'm doing this. I'm going to make sure you're okay. I can also just ima- imagine the emotional benefits as well as like, all right, like I, I'm going to be well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and you had asked earlier how to create a calming environment. If your kiddo's having a rough time, you just pull out your oils and you just go to town on their foot or their hand. I mean, your foot has all those acupressure points. Your hand mm-hmm. does too. And you just offer a nice calming massage my mom was in an airport she was nervous because I was in labor and she was trying to get to me and this lady just said do you mind if I do an essential oil massage on your hand and my mom was like what are the chances yeah yeah right (laughs) you don't know my daughter yeah and so she said that she's sitting in the airport like eyes closed like head back thinking like this is so amazing that this woman was offering me her her love and her touch and and oils are that and you know if you are someone like me who if someone's going through a hard time I don't know what to do for you and I want to help you but I do know that I can bring my oils and give you an SOC treatment and show you know show you that way that I want to care for you and and those kinds of things so it's just such a loving offering thing so let's say that there is a couple and one of the partners is pregnant or expecting Mm -hmm. and then the other person's like I don't really know what you're going through. I Mm. don't know how to help you. Mm -hmm. If somebody is, you know, maybe they're far along and they have, you know, a big Mm -hmm. expanded belly, or even if they're in the beginning, what are sort of some of the best oils, maybe even to combat like morning sickness? And then, because I also know that when people are expecting their sense of smell is heightened. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, there was this woman who would chase me down at the hospital like, I need peppermint oil. And she was pregnant. You know? <laughs> I, I smelled you from two. I, need you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I have yeah. nausea. I need, I need you. So, uh, um, so uh, yes. Yeah, so peppermint oil is really good for nausea. There's also another one called Digest Zen that's also a good for nausea too. Um, I got lots of headaches when I was pregnant. I get lots of headaches anyways, so that on my, without not having to take a Tylenol or not having to take an ibuprofen, um, I would just go straight to my peppermint. Clary Calm is a blend of essential oils to support women while they're pregnant, while they're on their periods, or while they're in menopause. And so, so I would say Clary Calm on the abdomen would be a really good one. Is that in a roller? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're making a roller yeah. motion, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So not, so not every single essential oil you have to necessarily mix with a carrier oil some that are in the rollers you can just apply directly if it's in a roller it's pre-diluted okay you're good to go um if you have sensitive skin i would try it with the with a not roll i'm not talking about rollers i'm talking about regular bottles i would try it with a um, oil first and then if you're fine with it you can just put it on neat like me. And that's a reminder for people. Neat means you can apply it directly yes, to the skin. Yes, directly to the skin. Well, it's like whiskey. If you have it neat, it's just straight with no no uh, ice cubes. That's just like apply that whiskey directly to your skin. <laughs> just put that pour it right here. But don't put water on it. 
put coconut oil to really get it in there. Yes, get it in there. Um, I had insomnia while I was pregnant. And so I used Serenity sleep gels. So it's basically Serenity in a, um, in a, like a gel cow. So I could take it internally. What you want to avoid when you're pregnant, however, is clary sage. Uh, in your first trimester, clary sage, and you want to avoid rosemary. So apparently, we used to take rosemary as birth control back mm. in the day when birth control wasn't a thing. Because it's an antiseptic? Or? Uh, because it has properties of um, uh, expelling your uterus. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. If you are breastfeeding and you have a sensitive milk supply, you want to avoid peppermint, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yes, I've heard a lot around peppermint with pregnancy, breastfeeding, even with children. So it's it's not all necessarily true, but peppermint Mm-mm. avoidance while breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, pe- so because it's a hot oil, which I'm not exactly sure what you've heard about peppermint with children, but because it's a hot oil, you, you just have to be careful of where you put it. Um, that's why I like tamer because it has the Japanese peppermint in it that's not as strong. It was mo- a lot of just information that I've heard or come across was more about the body being able to process it and oh. it becoming toxic at a certain level. So you'd have to consume quite a bit. Okay. So the 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 total day dose of essential oils per drop is 25. You don't really want to exceed more than 25 drops of essential oil a day. Yeah. Does that include the diffuser or is that just neat? That's neat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or internally. Okay. So then let's say you're a breastfeeding mom mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the oil, but if you were eating something like a chocolate with peppermint in it, mm-hmm. could that still have a similar effect just because... If it's doTERRA peppermint essential oil and you have a sensitive supply, then yeah, it could have an effect. You could leave the audience with sort of one major key takeaway. What would it be? Can it be a two-part? can be a two-part. Okay, part one, use essential oils. Use them. They're tools for you and your family that come in handy so many times and they can help you in so many ways. Part two, please use quality essential oils. Don't just go buying off of the shelf. I will be really sad and so will you if something ever happens to, you know, your skin, your kiddos, whatever. Let's just be safe about it. Is there any other brand besides doTERRA that you like out in the marketplace? There are other brands that have some pure essential oils, but not all of their oils are pure. So I don't know, like if someone wants to know specifically, contact me which oils are pure and which ones aren't. I can go through that, but I don't want to just say... Yeah, just as a blanket, just there's a not blanket. really another mm-hmm. brand that you... So doTERRA is mm-hmm. the Microsoft. It's the monopoly of the pure oils. <laughs> I kind of like to call it a Tesla. Oh. Ah. The that's... Tesla of the car, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, we can relate to it. Yeah, that rings, that rings for us. <laughs> that rings, yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Yeah. Awesome. And then is there any resource that you would recommend for the audience as well? Could be a book, show. Yes. There is a, um, a book called Essential Oils and Emotions. You can get that on oillife.com or Amazon. Um, that gives you each essential oil and their emotional property and how you can reach for them in your moments of angst, frustration, desperation, love, happiness, joy, whatever. I use that often. And then another one would be uh, Modern Essentials, which is uh, from aromatools.com. And that goes, that's for the science geeks. 
That's, that goes into all the research, what the essential oil is, the chemical constituents, why it works, um, all the ways it works, the different countries that use it for different things. It's very um, intense, but it's really good. And then you could also go through and say, I have a gallstone. What do I use? And then you just flip to gallstone and it'll tell you what to use. Nice. It comes in an app too, so you can... The app doesn't have all the research and all that stuff, but it's a quick, easy tool. That's so cool. What a it's cool. so cool. Yeah, what a nice tool. Like a little appendix of like, yes. oh, I have an earache. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, turn to the earache page. Yeah, it has like acupressure points on your ears too, on your foot, your hands, um, recipes, like all kinds of all kinds of things. So that's those are some of my go-tos. Very cool. And yeah. where can everyone find you? Okay. Um, so I have a website that's Dr. Dr. Nikki Knight, N-I-K-K-I-K-N-I-G-H-T. And then I have a blog that's going to be migrated to my website, but for right now it's not. And that's Nikki Glow, N-I-K-K-I-G-L-O.com. And then on Instagram, it's Dr. Nikki Knight. So at Dr. N-I-K-K-I-K-N-I-G-H-T. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. This has been so enlightening. Oh, good. I love this. Yes. And cannot wait to share it with our audience. Yay. I'm excited. Cool. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thanks for being here. Yes. Yay. Thank you for joining us to Elevate the Vibe. Hey there, Vibe Hive babes. If this podcast has brought you any value, please rate and review on your favorite listening platform. And if you're feeling really generous, share with a friend. Visit us at elevatethevibe.co for show notes on this episode and previous episodes. This podcast is intended to educate, entertain, and inspire. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider with any questions you may have. And as always, thank you for joining us to Elevate the Vibe.